Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, please subscribe. If you don't find me on your favorite podcast host, please be patient with me and keep checking back, as I promise you, it is coming soon. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Well, I really did not intend to do this. I didn't want to hit anybody with heavy content so soon right out the gate. I kind of had I kind of had a major gut punch over the weekend. So, as I mentioned in the last in the pilot episode, I spent 12 years in the army. I made a lot of good friends. I know a lot of people all over the nation and all over the world. I know a lot of great people because of my experiences. One of those people was a man that me and my family affectionately referred to as Stay Buff. I'll explain. His name was Christopher Randall McRae. And I got to say, he's one of the best men I ever met. I knew him in Fort Benning from around 2005, 2006. And it's fair to say, in that year, he and I were best friends. He was constantly over at my place. I didn't spend as much time over at his place because he was single. And it was easier for him to get away than it was for me. Anytime we barbecued. He was there. We we worked together in Alpha Company, 2nd Battalion, 29th Infantry there in Fort Benning, which is a training battalion. Not really going to talk about them. But he was a sergeant. I was a staff sergeant. Not that big of a deal. We we're both NCOs. We both pretty much had the same job. And... He was such a good dude. He told me a story once about when he was in combat. The dude was deployed to combat zones five times. He was hardcore. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was with uh, the Screaming Eagles. That would be the, uh, oh, crap, out of Fort, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. God, it's been a while. Um, 101st Airborne Division, even though they're not really airborne anymore. But he was a Screaming Eagle. He had more combat time than most people I know. There was one time, and he was a man of God, too. I'm not. I'm, I'll be full disclosure. I don't knock anyone that is, but I'm not. I'm fairly agnostic, borderline atheist, but atheism requires belief. Agnosticism does not. But he was a self-proclaimed man of God. Holy believed that... God had a plan for his life. And because of that, he did crazy things in combat. He told me a story once of there was a, his platoon was getting evac'd by, uh, via Blackhawk. And it was, evac, it was a hot evac under, under fire. And it was, it was a hot LZ. Not, well, I don't know how hot, how hot it was. But, there was a puppy, he said, probably 30 feet away from the bird. 
and he, all his guys were on it, and he did a quick scan backwards to make sure that he was the last one to get on because that's what a good leader does. And he saw that puppy, and he ran back, and he grabbed the puppy. To the disbelief of his guys, I would imagine, I don't know, but he ran back, grabbed that puppy, and he saved that puppy, and, and it became like a little fob mascot for them. And his platoon sergeant at the time chewed him out when they got back, up one side and down the other. And he, he said, well, Sergeant, I believe God has a plan for me, and I knew I wasn't going to be harmed. And his platoon sergeant responded, you know you can carry out God's plan with no arms and no legs, right? That was, <laughs> that was, that was McCray. When over at my house, I'd be grilling ribeyes. I'd ask him how he wanted it done. Now, McCray, we call him Staba for a reason. He was massively into working out. And, I mean, he's the kind of guy that he'd, he'd wrap a 100-pound weight or he'd, he'd attach a 100-pound weight to his, to his waist, and he'd do dips. The guy was constantly working out. He'd spend three hours a day in the gym. And so that's why we called him Stay Buff because he was huge. But he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And when I cooked his steak for him, I asked him how he wanted it done. He's like seared about 10 seconds on each side and give it to me. And, of course, I was like, ew. But he was, <laughs> his reasoning was, I like to get all the hormones from the, from, the, from the cows. You know, goes into my body while I'm working out. So basically, like, an in-round way to get steroids. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't even know if you can do that or how that works or if that does work. But that was what he told me, and that's always stuck with me. Well, he he got out of the army in 2006 and all I knew of him was that he wanted to be a doctor. He had two tattoos that I put on him back in the mid 2000s. I apprenticed at a tattoo shop in Fort Benning, Georgia while I was stationed or not in Columbus, Georgia while I was stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, and so he actually has two tattoo or had two tattoos from me, one on his left leg of left calf of big old Batman symbol on the right calf, big old Superman symbol. He loved them. And some of my, some of my better work, I still have the pictures. He got out of the army in 2006 and the last I knew he was going to go to Clemson and become a doctor. That's what he wanted to do. I really didn't maintain contact with him. Uh, he didn't have a cell phone, if I remember correctly. That was kind of the time when not everyone had cell phones and plans were, if y'all remember, like nights and weekends and and uh, rollover minutes and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's been a while. He didn't have a cell phone, and I was unable to keep in contact with him. And he had a strange spelling of his last name, too, and I couldn't remember it. M-C-R-A-E, and I was trying to find M-C-C-R-A-Y or something to that effect, and so I never found him, and I searched for him probably dozens of times over the years since I got out of the Army and got on social media, and I never found him, and then last night, I was cleaning out 
some of my my military gear because everybody's been in the military has gear that they have just accumulated over the years and I was cleaning some of it out and going through it and making sure it's still serviceable and I don't know why I had a copy but I had a copy of his discharge orders from the army and I so there I had his last name I was like I got super excited I went straight to Facebook and I found him and I didn't even notice the warning at first. I didn't notice anything but his picture. I'm like, there he is. There's Chris. And I see, you know, C message, you know, the messenger option. And, and all of a sudden, and I'm looking at his profile picture. I was like, I can still see the Batman tattoo on his, on his, on his leg. And, and he's there holding, uh, like his kid's arms. And it's, it's a beautiful picture. And then I noticed the, the part that says remembering Christopher McRae. And the little notification tag from Facebook that says, we hope people who love Christopher will find comfort in visiting his profile to remember and celebrate his life. I was crushed. I've, I've never gone on a roller coaster of emotions like that in such a short amount of time. I went from insanely happy that I'd been reunited with a friend to devastated that I lost him and I'd never get to talk to him. And of course I started searching. I was like, what happened? When, when did this happen? It was less than two months ago, August 27th. I missed him for 14 years, tried to find him for 14 years. If I'd been cleaning out, my gear six months over the summer even I might have had a chance to talk to him to reconnect with him now I don't I don't know what happened naturally I'm curious but it's not super important but I missed my window by two months and I wanted to share that part of me and get personal on this one because I don't know if this is normal. I've lost off the top of my head. I can't remember. can't remember how many, how many people I've served with and how many people I've cared about that I've lost in the, in the time since, since we served together. One or two have been, you know, military related, combat related, and that's, you know, that's a risk. It's it happens. It sucks. But so many of them have been after we've after after we've all all gotten gotten out and become civilians again. You know, uh, Dominic D'Ambra, one of the best men I ever knew. One of the one of the guys in my fire team uh, when I became when I was first promoted to sergeant in Fort Hood. Went on to Fort Drum, New York. Ended up going to Ranger School and Airborne School in 2006. And I was in Fort Benning at the time, so it was pretty awesome because I was able to reconnect. And he, he stayed over at my house for Thanksgiving dinner. He went on to become Special Forces. Uh, he was stationed in Fort Lewis. I'm not really sure which group that is. It's not important. He killed himself in 
May of 2012. Derek Deutsch, another guy I stationed with the Fort Hood. 2015, when I went on a cross-country motorcycle trip, uh, he was the first place I stayed at. And he lived in in uh, western Pennsylvania, just a little bit east of Pittsburgh. And he he took me out. He put me up, and it was just like old times. We reconnected. We we we'd been making. We were making plans to go reconnect again. And in two, I want to say it was June. It was early summer, 2016. He died. Uh, it's believed to be an accidental overdose. August of 2020 is turning turning out to be a hard year as well. August 4th of this year. Another guy I was stationed with at Fort Hood. Lauren Haller. He lived in Alaska. Had a beautiful wife named Keeley. And actually, I don't even know what his little boy's name was. But he called him the Babareel or Babareel. Such a great mind, such a great friend. He even, I think it was also 2015, early 2015, he was traveling to to Indianapolis for, for some sort of work-related training. And we were able to hook up, go to a bar, just kind of hung out, had a beer, caught up. And it was just great seeing him again. And August 4th, I'm really grateful for my family and the support group I have because my wife, she woke me up that morning and she said, I want you to hear this from me before you get on social media. And she told me that he died. He, I don't know all the circumstances, but I do know he didn't reach out to anyone. He posted a goodbye note or goodbye letter on Facebook. And by the time anyone was able to get to him, it was too late. And I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting some. I don't want to. But it's hard not to. It's too many. It's too many. I hope that my experience is not normal. I know at some point in my life, I'm going to be at a place where, to quote a line from Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, I believe, we've reached an age where life starts taking more than it's giving. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I know at some point I'm going to reach that age. Everyone does. It's natural. I don't think it's in my early 40s, though. So I hope what I'm going through is not normal. I hope it's not your experience. Or, I mean, I guess everyone experiences loss to some degree, but I hope that... I hope that you don't experience loss in the quantity that I have. So here's to Chris. Stay buff. He <laughs> he ended up 
I'm reading off his profile, or excuse me, his obituary right now. He ended up going to the University of Washington. I don't know what happened with Clemson University. Maybe it just didn't work out. Every time I saw Clemson University on, on college game day, I thought of him. If I watched college football or just happened to see the scores, I thought of him. He ended up earning a PhD in psychology. Damn. And he had a passion for counseling and people. Now, last I knew, he wanted to be a doctor. Well, he ended up getting a doctorate. <laughs> he became a brain doctor. And not the, you know, the surgeon kind, but the counseling kind. So here's to you, Stay Buff. You're permanently memorialized now. And I regret never having a chance to see you again or talk to you again. Now, again, I don't know all the details. I don't really want to know the details. I'm kind of curious, obviously, but it doesn't matter. It might have been suicide. It might have been a car accident. The guy was, according to his Facebook page, he was still very physically active. Maybe it was a stroke or an aneurysm or heart attack or something. Who knows? I don't. But I do want to take this time for a PSA and say if you're hurting, talk to somebody. Hell, talk to me. 317-978-NERD. 317-978-6373. Call me. I'll listen. I don't care who you are. And again, I don't know if if this is what happened to McRae or not. I'm just throwing this out there. There's people that care. There's people that want to help, man, especially if you're a veteran. I get it. I absolutely get it. But even if you're not a veteran, man, I'll listen. I don't want anybody to I don't want it. I don't want to lose anybody, and I don't want anyone else to lose anybody. I know I can't stop it. At least not all. Maybe Maybe one person I'm I'm talking to here. Maybe Maybe you maybe maybe this helps. I don't know. I reached over two hundred downloads within twenty four hours of my first podcast. That blew my mind. So I know I know people are listening. I know I'm talking to people. I'm here. I wanna help. I'm not the only one. If not me, I mean, I'm an anonymous stranger. I'll take text, too. That that 317-978-NERD, 317-978-6373, I can accept text. They're a resource. They're people that care. And if you're hurting right now, reach out, please. <laughs>